Clinical Issues by Karen Decay Developing a Preoperative Bathing Protocol Question. My director wants me to develop a preoperative bathing protocol for patients undergoing surgical procedures in our facility. What factors should I consider when developing this protocol? Answer. The AORN, Guideline for Preoperative Patient Skin Antisepsis, recommends that patients perform preoperative bathing using either a soap or a skin antiseptic. At a minimum, patients should bathe either the night before or the day of surgery or other invasive procedure. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, and the World Health Organization also support this recommendation. However, Assembling the information to assist perioperative RNs with ensuring that patients perform preoperative bathing requires careful planning and insight from an interdisciplinary team comprising stakeholders involved with perioperative patient care. Team members may include personnel responsible for preoperative patient information and preparation, perioperative RNs, surgeons, infection preventionists, patient safety team members, that is, quality department, materials management personnel, and senior hospital leaders. Factors that the team should consider when developing a preoperative bathing protocol include 1. The patient population for inclusion. 2. Preoperative points of entry. For example, surgeon's office, pre-admission testing area, inpatient nursing unit. 3. Bathing product selection and procurement. 4. Steps in the bathing procedure, and five, patient education, that is, materials, mode of delivery. The team should consider whether all patients undergoing surgical procedures will be required to perform preoperative bathing. For example, there may be certain procedures for which bathing could be omitted, for example, tonsillectomy, steroid injections, cataract surgery. If a facility will be providing the bathing product, Excluding certain procedures from the protocol may be an important cost-saving consideration. Another option is only requiring preoperative bathing for high-risk procedures that could have severe consequences if an infection were to occur. For example, implantations, transplantations, cardiovascular procedures. Healthcare organization leaders may consider conducting a pilot trial of the preoperative bathing protocol with a small select group of patients before expanding to other surgical specialties. Other procedures for consideration may include scheduled cesarean deliveries and cardiac catheterization. It will also be important to determine whether children will be included in this protocol and the age range of patients in this population who will be expected to perform preoperative bathing, that is, patients 2 to 18 years of age, and the need for assistance from the parent or caregiver. Because of the time sensitivity, preoperative bathing may not be required for patients undergoing urgent procedures. However, one study found that these patients are more likely to have both abundant and different microbes at the surgical site before surgical site preparation than those undergoing non-urgent procedures. If urgent procedures are included in the preoperative bathing protocol, Perioperative personnel should evaluate each patient on an individual basis because the need for surgery may be life or limb threatening. In these situations, preoperative bathing most likely is not a priority and these patients could be considered exempt from the protocol. 
After the interdisciplinary team has determined the population for inclusion in the preoperative bathing protocol, the team should identify the preoperative points of entry for these patients so that the personnel responsible for implementing the protocol are included in the implementation plan. These entry points may include pre-admission testing departments, scheduled preoperative classes, for example, joint camp, surgeon's offices, outpatient clinics, surgical floors, intensive care units, and emergency departments. In some facilities, certain patient populations, that is, young, healthy, may be screened and receive their preoperative instructions by phone. Evidence is inconclusive as to whether soap or an antiseptic is more effective at reducing microbial flora on the skin. When the interdisciplinary team is determining which product to select, they should consider factors such as the facility's surgical site infection, SSI, rate, the type of procedures being performed, and the average age of the surgical population. Another point for consideration is how the product will be applied. Methods for application may include a freshly laundered washcloth, a kit containing prepackaged sponges, or cloths impregnated with an antiseptic. After selecting a preoperative bathing product, the team should determine whether the patient will purchase the product or the facility will provide the product. Regardless of the decision, the team must develop a process that outlines when, where, and how the product will be obtained. A quality improvement project implemented to reduce the number of colectomy SSIs at a large teaching hospital used a free SSI prevention kit that contained a mechanical bowel preparation, an antiseptic product, and a carbohydrate drink and resulted in high preoperative protocol compliance among patients and a significant reduction in SSIs. Because a patient may be unable to travel to the facility during normal business hours to obtain the bathing product, the interdisciplinary team should establish a process to allow evening or weekend pickup at a location staffed by healthcare personnel. Partnering with local drugstores or pharmacies to stock the product may be another option. The interdisciplinary team should develop a standardized protocol that includes dose, frequency, and timing for applying the preoperative bathing product. If the preoperative bathing instructions do not clearly indicate the volume of product to be used, substantial variation in the amount of product and resulting reduction of skin microorganisms can occur. In a study involving patients performing preoperative bathing before undergoing mastectomies, Researchers replaced 15-milliliter antiseptic soap packages with 118-milliliter bottles of antiseptic solution. The larger volumes of antiseptic resulted in a significant reduction in mastectomy SSI rates. In another study, researchers asked participants to complete a two- or three-shower preoperative bathing regimen. Each participant was given a 118-milliliter bottle of antiseptic soap for each shower and asked to return the bottles upon protocol completion. The researchers found a wide variation in the amount of antiseptic soap used among the participant groups, with an average of less than 50 milliliters used per shower. The team also should determine the number of times that the patient should apply the bathing product, and if a pause is needed before rinsing off the product. In a study involving healthy volunteers, participants were asked to use a full bottle, 118 milliliters, of antiseptic soap for each of the two or three showers and to complete a one-minute pause, two-minute pause, or no pause before rinsing off the soap. 
The results showed the participants who paused before rinsing exhibited higher concentrations of the antiseptic on their skin than participants who did not pause before rinsing. However, there was no significant difference in the concentration of antiseptic on their skin between the participants who showered twice and those who showered three times. When using antiseptic-impregnated cloths, the patient should follow the manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU, to identify the total surface area covered by each cloth. For example, one manufacturer recommends that when using a cloth on a dry surgical site, for example, abdomen, arm, one cloth should be used to cover an area approximately 5 by 5 inches in size. When using a cloth on a moist surgical site, that is, inguinal fold, one cloth should be used to cover an area 2 by 5 inches in size. Therefore, depending on the weight and height of the patient, the total number of cloths needed for complete body coverage may vary. After the interdisciplinary team has outlined the preoperative bathing protocol, the team should ensure that they provide clear process instructions to both the patients and the patient care providers, as well as education on the importance of preoperative bathing. In a quality assurance analysis to evaluate patient compliance with the preoperative bathing protocol among 100 patients scheduled for orthopedic or general surgery, researchers found that close to 30% of the patients did not complete the protocol as outlined. Reasons cited included that the benefit of bathing was not clearly communicated and that the patient felt one bath was sufficient. In a survey of 14 patients regarding their preoperative bathing experience before undergoing total joint procedures, participants noted that if a long period of time, for example a week, passed between receiving instructions and performing the bath, they forgot the information. Other patients noted that they were unsure or confused about the instructions and looked to a family member, caregiver, or healthcare worker for assistance. The team also should consider the cultural diversity of the population and develop instructions in the languages most prevalent in the community. Additionally, instructions should include pictures or videos that illustrate the bathing process to assist patients who may have reading and literacy challenges. The video could be shown at the preoperative visit or uploaded to the facility's patient portal for continuous availability.